Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the I'll Try That podcast. This week we're going to be going in circles with 360 Brewing Company from Sussex in the UK. Um, but first I'm going to hand over to Matthew for a bit of a hot topic for us. Oh, hello everyone. Hello Joe. Um, thank you. Um, do you remember recently, Joe, we were talking a little bit about beer trends and mm. things that were coming back? I yes. think we talked... We were talking, I think we talked about, uh, you know, like liquid form, you know, hops and things like that, like synthesized hops, things like that in that conversation. Talking about different beer styles as well that might be making a comeback. Exactly, yeah. Uh, there were a few things that we touched on. I know uh, possibly even on, on another episode, we even talked about, you know, the the uh, much-awaited return of lager. Cause, yes. Because it's just been in the darkness for, for Big so Big news, everyone. Lager <laughs> is back. <laughs> well... Well, I'm hoping they're not going to be overshadowed. But do you remember? I, I just want to have a little moment for myself of saying called it. But do you remember I mentioned a type of beer that I said no one does these days? Yes. And I thought might be coming back. I think I remember. It was a really old school like kind of style of beer. Yeah. Do you, know, do you know the one? Oh, it's not a um, not a smooth. What? It's not a smooth, is it? What's it called? It's... I, I, I can see. I can see where you're thinking. Yeah. yeah. Mild. Ah, mild, yes. And so, okay. I, there are a couple of articles I've I've seen about recently. Um, there's one from Daily Telegraph in in, in the UK. Um, but there's um, a couple of there's the first rumblings of the return of mild. <laughs> nice, it's back, everyone. Back uh, yeah. again. Mild Just, is back. That's Tell what you're to look forward to. Um, <laughs> I kind of felt that we almost needed to say. For me, I mean, I can't even really remember having had mild. Well, um, let me let me say it to the for the rest of us. Well done, Matthew, on calling it. You nailed oh, it, mate. You, you yeah. got it. Your future <laughs> predictions of, in the beer world are spot on. It's it's. I I can't wait to get the plaque and the certificate, but we don't need to <laughs> it's deal coming. with that. Just it's now. in the post. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so talk to me then. You know, knowing I don't know too much about a mild and what because I've never had one before. Can you explain to the rest of us what we're soon to be inundated with milds? What are we to expect? from a mild well i would just say that i think an inundated might might be slightly <laughs> going too hard and it's typical that we do this on the day that our our uh, resident expert uh, uh rich isn't here but beer um supposedly to, developed in the uh, 18th 19th century um was in response to people looking for something um a little more I don't want to use the word in the definition, but yeah, mild, I think is, this is how it got the name. So a bit more relaxed, a little sweeter, and not okay. so full on nice. um, than a porter. So actually, there mm. are, um, I think what we know as mild now is actually basically mild porter. Um, but right. it became sort of popular in its own right. That it just they kind of dropped the porter bit and, and it became mild. So it's more in line with um, what a lot of people will, will associate of being um, traditional Porters, yeah, well, and and also just more in line of a, a British ale. So it's so it's going to be a dark coloured liquid. Is that right? Typically speaking, yeah, okay. yeah, exactly, and um, a little uh, lighter in in terms of the percentage. So it's typically yeah. around three, three and a half. Okay. Um, so something that probably would be a bit bit more of a session beer. Than lower ABV. Now we're seeing a lot more of these lower ABV beers becoming more available, more popular. The popularity of those explode, and you know a lot of the craft craftier brewers i guess kind of getting and tapping into that so 
it sounds like they're they're looking back at the beer archives and saying what is a lower ABV beer that was popular and why is it you know let's bring it back and let's do our take on it and I like I like the sound of this exactly and that's echoed by um, there was a piece in one of these articles that uh, I, I was reading also um, there's a guy called Bill Arnott um, who's British and he's mm. the founder of um, the Machine House Brewery in in Seattle um, and he's pretty much said that you know this is in line with with you know there's I think sorry this is my interpretation that it's it's in line with those those lower ABV things but it's that current craft brewers looking back and thinking okay so what what else have we done done before so yeah. he said you know I think it's, it, his actual quote is I think now it has maybe even more relevance for some craft beer drinkers um, those looking for more balance and nuance away from the heavy handed beers that define craft beer so yes. I haven't seen too many of them yet. I understand that Boxcar uh, in the UK, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll be doing one um, Machine House that obviously Bill, Bill Arnott's from. Um, yeah. And uh, there's another one, um, again, so we're hearing that they're going to happen in, in the US as well. So Forest and Maine uh, could be making one as well. So, Interesting. Um, you know, probably just the uh, the early rumblings of coming back. Um, whether the, with with the mild, whether you see them on taps or or or, or bottled um, in their fir- in their next incarnation, we'll see. But um, I'm sure they've got to be cans, right? Cans like is de- defined in this the, you know this craft beer sector. You know they've kind of pioneered with it, so I'd imagine it must be some cans of mild coming out, right? Uh, uh, what's the word? Remains to be seen. I'd have yes. thought so, but um, I know for if it's. If they want to draw on a little bit of that heritage, I, I thought maybe that might mean a bottle. But mm. I, you, you're absolutely right what you say. Well, so I think it's uh, I think it's what I think was what's kind of defined the, as the craft brew industry and what you know the craft brewers are doing is they're exactly as they're doing. They're looking back at something that has been you know a timeless kind of classic beer, maybe gone a bit out of fashion, but they're putting their own take, their own spin on it. So that's I guess where my thinking. I, I would be surprised if I weren't if we weren't to see some canned miles and a craft brew you know versions in the future maybe still with that kind of abv maybe still trying to take taking that kind of traditional brew method but putting a spin on it i imagine maybe you know we're going to get like some fizzier versions basically they probably won't be flat beers um in most most places no indeed but uh yeah so just in terms of the um uh the flavor profile so it's also sorry the other other phrase that um the the uh the, the the name that often it goes by is, is, is dark mild so it'll be some of those um adjectives that we've used before about some of the sort of more real ale type things so pokey um <laughs> i'm sure there's going to be quite a few pokey ones but you know those kind of like sweeter and and, and nuttier um yeah. what did we talk we talked about fruitcake fruitcake and sorghum yes. didn't we with yeah, yeah, not yeah. too long ago so like the london prize of the world you know? exactly yeah. yeah um dried fruits um a bit a bit, a bit of caramel to- toffee sort of toffees sort of yes absolutely yeah bit, and, and okay. um that's possibly what we might be um experiencing on our palates in the not too distant future well given i've never had a mild before i'm definitely intrigued to try one out and that you know it'll be good th- to hear that they're coming out i think that's i think we just uh i mean we'll we'll, we'll pick one but i think we mm. pretty much just announced our our dark mild episode for the, for the future <laughs> didn't we so that's um, it and and we'll name it as barber told you so <laughs> yes yes oh that's made me happier than i care to admit no gosh, i've just admitted it now <laughs> Fab. Well, so this week we're putting the spotlight on 360 Brewing Company in uh, East Sussex here in the UK. They're actually um, located right on the Greenwich Meridian um, in, three, in uh, East Sussex, which is where they get the name 360 from. 
which uh, is a little oh, factoid okay. to start us off yeah, right from the okay. start there. Um, going to take it global. <laughs> that's it. And, and they're saying their whole premise about 368 because of the location about the longitude and the match. It's quite a kind of clever play, I suppose, on their location. But they said how that applies to their beer is really they're looking about trying to provide a 360, you know, kind of their aim is to bring a 360 view of the best craft beers to the people, you know, where they can. So maybe there'll be, you know, a mild will be coming down their pipeline very soon, you know, because they're, it's a new area, it's a new trend and they're trying to provide to the people. So yeah, I thought, I think that was quite interesting. I mean, if I'm quite honest, when I first heard the name 360, when I moved to, moved to this area, I thought, oh, it must be all about, you know, uh, you know, uh, carbon neutral. It must be a sustainability proposition. You know, they're trying to really think about giving back to the earth. Everything they're doing is about, you know, not you know, being carbon negative, all this kind of stuff. But no, it's all to do with, um, you know, how they're going to give this kind of 360 approach of brewing uh, and different types of beers to their, to the to the people, to the communities. I thought it was going to be like Tony Hawk's pro skater beer, but um, <laughs> I know, 360. So, um, yeah. it, it doesn't say that, but it could very well be. Put, I would like put, that. That would be cool. Put me in my place. That could be it. Could be could be a line that though with different um, different tricks being different names. Sorry, I digress. <laughs> it could be the skater beer. You know, you could have that. Have a whole whole generation uh, very interested in, in, in that setup. Yeah, but um, so what what are you drinking of of theirs, Joe? I I I for one am on the hazy table beer. I've got the hazy table. I've just popped that open. Uh, I've also got their Green Monster New England IPA. Oh, nice! Because I actually, well, I I got a little, I splurged a little bit. I think I've got the, I've got the hazy table. Um, I've got the the green monster as well. I've also got, excuse me, just consulting here. I've got checkmate. Yes, the dry, okay. dry hopped lager. I'm not doing all of these at the same time because um, I'm I'm not <laughs> sophisticated enough to be able to um, to uh, distinguish between the two. The, the, the three or four of them that I've got to actually tell you how good they are. But um, I'm sorry, no, I haven't got um, I haven't got green monster. I've got the dare to dream. Um, yeah, called um, po- pokey as we said before, <laughs> mountain IPA. But they've yes. got a lot of oh, options. that dare to dream is a seven point four percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think that's one to enjoy in moderation. But they've got so many choices. Basically, give, me, give us a rundown, Barb. What are you seeing as their brews? All right, in at one. <laughs> Bear with me here. Shall I just fire through as quickly as I can? Yes, please. That gives okay. a good overview. Yeah, cherry, cherry sour. What 4.2%. Is it? It's a it's a sour. <laughs> I'm not going to get through these quickly. Delta Dream Mountain IPA, 7.4%. Oh, uh, Miss the Sun, New England. I'm calling it a dipper, uh, which is a <laughs> double, double IPA, I reckon. Yeah, there you go. I like Equ- a dipper. Yeah. Equally, equally um, hefty at 7.7. 7. 7. Um, in addition to the cherry cherry sour, there's a berry berry sour, which is another sour. Um, 4.2. Hazy table There's a beer. rhyme in there. In the cherry cherry sour, there's a berry berry sour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, hazy, hazy table beer, which is uh, the 2.9% that you and I are tasting. Mm. Um, Sussex Haze DDH Juicy Pale, 45 Green Monster, New England IPA, West Coast Dipper, uh, 8%. <laughs> Dipper. <laughs> Hope that catches on. Uh, fish Hook, fish hook uh, New England Ipper, uh, 6%. Um, <laughs> sorry, IPA, I got to do it properly. 
Right. Uh, so we've done that's nine. Um, then we've got fast back West Coast Pale five point two double decker milk stout six percent double act four forty mil hazy pale ale uh, four point five percent session IPA four point three and checkmate five percent. Well done, Lager. You can take a breath there. So uh, if if uh, Drabbers was here, he'd call them a proper craft brewer. Yes, yeah, they qualify. <laughs> the Drabbers seal of approval. Drabbers seal of approval. They hit the market. Yeah, so, I, I mean, wow. I mean, that is a long and exhaustive list there of, of different types of beers and, you know, some all, all the... the I would say the different the the top five styles that you'd want to see napers, dippers, neepers, you know, all this stuff coming out <laughs> nippers, there. Flippers and dippers, yeah. Rippers and dippers and sours, all all coming to blows there. Um, so exactly as you want to expect for, uh, from a uh, a craftier brew. Um, so they only started up in twenty thirteen. Um, okay. So they've been, you know, not even a, not even ten years old so far. Um, and they said actually, as they first started up, it was a very small part-time situation. Um, but by the time that they got to 2016, they'd increased capacity and started selling a lot further afield. Um, I think you can find 360 all over uh, in, in, you know, specialist all over in specialist craft brew shops. Uh, I don't think they're in in the likes of a Tesco's or anything right now. Um, Certainly, my three sixties. I'm picking up from my local uh, local off license here in uh, you know and 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 kind of local go to craft beer shops. Um, we'll, we'll sell them here. But again, I'm I'm quite close actually. East Sussex is just over the border uh, from where I am, so they're definitely covering around this area. So yeah, it's 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 a brew house that's that's quite well known here. I mean, I know on my local uh, beer cafe um, has just recently done a five day uh, three sixty brewing showcase where they had uh, the guys who came in, you know, they had brewmasters from, from, from 360 came in, uh, you know, did special serves, different pours, talked about the beers, um, you know, a whole five-day situation. Like, so it was, yeah, really, really a lot of buzz in this area, I think, for 360 and the, and the beers that they have to offer. The word for is the word for that engagement. That's that's engagement, isn't it? <laughs> that's it. And, and we, I think we definitely class as like part of the home. Is the home counties? No, not the home counties, but the home yeah, area think, of Randall Brewery. The home counties, yeah, yeah. Like you're, you're like kind of your your zone. You want to own your area, don't you? You know, you like you see it sometimes when you go to. Um, you know, you go to some some countries where you know their local like national beer like takes over every single space. So it's like this is our area. Don't even think about trying to put your beer here. This is us. <laughs> we don't take kindly to your beers around here. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that. The thing is, there's a, there is something quite charming and fairly like attractive about um, sort of a regional identity, isn't there? Mm. I mean, I know because we were talking about um, beer, a beer from Somerset in the past. I mean, when we talked about. Um, Newcastle Brown. There is yes, just, yeah. there's there's location ties in a lot to to people's identities of themselves, and also there's even if you're not, for instance, from Newcastle, um, or you know if you, you're not from from Sussex, for instance, I'm sure you've got a story of or an experience of being being around there, and um, uh, you, well, if, if you've been in in that neck of the woods since 2013, uh, you might have tried one of these that that's uh, sort of ties into it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, I, I think it's quite. I mean, they don't really play on the fact that they are, apart from having on their cans brewed in Sussex, they don't really make a massive deal of like where they're from and things. Um, you know, like I would, you wouldn't know from the look of this hazy table beer or you know even the Green Monster that it's anything to do with Sussex. It doesn't have you know some some big uh, landmarks yeah. or anything on there. In fairness, to check myself on that as well, you, you, I just mentioned Newcastle. Sussex is that's a county versus a city actually, so it's a True. little bit of a different kettle of fish, isn't it? It's like a little bit more di- diluted, but um, 
But I'm loving that all of their cans are these 440 mils. So kind of breaking that's kind of the small can convention that we see a lot of brewers going into the small oh, stuff. I think there's a couple, sorry, of that list that I ran through. I think there's like two oh, Okay, they have actually gone for the smaller one. But do you know what? I was going to ask you, mm. what's the... <laughs> what, uh, what's with the cans? <laughs> no, mm-hmm. I've gone through lots of craft brewers yes particularly when i go to my um my local specialist stockist of yes. craft beers you know with the funny cans <laughs> the funny cans the talk funny me cans. what you mean like i think it's actually not the can i think it's the label like yes it's the white whitish sort of can and then the, you know the label feels like all a matte it's got a texture to it yeah it's kind of like very mild sandpaper you know it's yeah. like a little bit coarse to the touch yeah it's What's got going a bit of a there? textured grip to it so this is, this is slipping. Gonna, yeah but it's also a design it's a choice of like a smaller brewer so so the, the process is is that you know where you want to get to as a brewer is you want to be direct printing on your cans you know like when you pick up like a Budweiser can and it's just a can and it's got their yeah. design all over well that's because they buy huge amounts of volume of can that they then get printed like straight away before they even put the beer into it more yeah. often than not mm-hmm. whereas for these guys they'll buy the can itself because if you look at all of their beers they pretty much use the same can across yeah. their beer range mm-hmm. and then they'll apply they'll have a, they'll have their own packing area but they'll have um, a machine that applies labels so like my label for example um that doesn't quite match up it's a bit odd uh, you know kind of where the seal the seam is it just yeah. doesn't quite match up and that's the, st- the standard it's just the machining you're using now they're still probably pumping out quite a big volume of cans every every day a week whatever but you know the fact remains is that how they're doing their canning process is that all the can all the beers go into the same can and then they get different labels applied to it with you okay so, so you see this usually from like it's a scale thing more often than yeah. not because you don't have the same kind of buying power um, and also you know with a company like this who are doing lots of different types of brews they probably aren't investing in the machinery yet to um to to have so many kind of high yeah. it's it's easier to design and cheaper to design a label that then gets applied to a can than it is to direct print onto a can with you so actually the homogenous can producer is probably bloody delighted with all these sorry to check myself also one more time i want to finish that thought but apologies for everyone i felt i was fondling the can very close to my microphone <laughs> just then <laughs> so that bit when i was describing the funny coarse feeling label that goes on the can there might have been a lot of that if you can hear it going on so sorry about that everyone but that can the, the homogenous can producer must be absolutely delighted with the increasing numbers of breweries because they're all going, well, we are, we're all making our own cans and, and putting you yeah. know Budweiser-style cans on. Sorry, Budweiser, pick on you guys. Um, so he's going, well, we were only selling a few of our homogenous cans to the two or three craft brewers, breweries that existed. Now, thousands. <laughs> their, yeah. bus- their business is doing really well. There's a, there's a real reason why the likes of Ball and Crown, these are the, the big boys when it comes to aluminium and can producing and can printing manufacturers there's a reason why they are they've gone like their profits have gone through the roof you know over the last 10 years ball and crown are wonderful names as well and that sounds like a, that sounds like they have a really good pub doesn't it the ball yeah. and crown <laughs> well it had to be right you know like we, we make we print on cans we're ball we're can, crown you know <laughs> i love that name um anyway digress right so table beer i was looking a bit more about this so this is the first brewery i've come across who have a table beer 
in a can. So the first time I had a table beer, I was at a tap room under the arches in um, uh, in, in London, near, near London Bridge. That's where all of the uh, craft breweries have their tap rooms at the moment. It's, you can walk like, you know, down this kind of big, big kind of train track kind of under the arches, as I said, and each single hot, like, underneath part is a different tap room um, right, yeah. you know, you've got all of the players there like you know cloud water you've got more brewing company you've got uh, you know let's just name a couple but you've got loads loads and loads and loads down there and um we we're down down there and there was a you know we, we said right okay sat down i forgot i forgot which one i think it was um uh, verdant actually uh, had their brute tap room there and we sat down at the table and uh, the guy came over so hey what do you guys fancy you know we've got obviously like you know DDH, IPAs, blah, 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 you know, listed off dippers, like, you know, 20 dippers. nippers, nippers, dippers, all of them, <laughs> big dippers. Uh, and we said, we're looking for something, I think, with a, you know, we're just kind of starting off. So maybe something with a little bit lower ABV. And he said, I've got just the thing. And he came back out with a literal jug of beer in this old timey, like metal kind of jug. I had, I'd only ever seen water in before, put it down on the table and just put his glasses down. And we're like, great. What is it? And he said, it's a table beer. And I said, no, but what is it? Like, what, what's the beer? He said, it's a table beer. And I thought, that's the first time I'd ever heard of this table beer as a phrase before. You know, when you go out for dinner, it's like kind of bread and olives for the table. <laughs> like, and, and, and some beer for the table. Yes, beer for the table? Yes, please. The, the table would like some beer. Table beer, if, if possible, please. So I had to look into this about where, what, like, table beer, where does it even come from? Um, and so actually, we're not even sure it's really a style of beer. Um, looking into this a little bit further, it all kind of started about uh, from, you know, it's, it's very popular, I guess you can get them in, in the US now as well. But, you know, it really did come about from the UK, um, came about because of our um, taxation history. So sit down, we're all going to go through our England's taxation. So back in the day, in the medieval times, you know, Beer was served with, you know, table beers was was kind of served, you know, there were low alcohol brews, they were served all over medieval Europe, uh, and they're commonly served with meals, you know, all ages were having this, uh, and they were all, you know, kind of like needed to boil this tainted water of time, so, you know, potentially were, the rumour goes that water was that bad that you, you know, could kill you as why you wanted to boil it all, etc, etc. But in the 18th century, England implemented a three tax classes of beer that gave birth to the table beer. These three class definitions, which descended by order of strength, were strong, table, and small. And each designation affected the beer's wholesale price. So strong beer, being the strongest alcohol, had the highest uh, taxation rate. Table beer, whose alcohol by volume content ABV might range from 2.75% through to 4% at the time, was taxed at a lesser rate, and the small category was taxed the least. So, also, those three names were quite clearly picked by three different blokes who didn't get on with each other as well. <laughs> what, what should we call them? How about strong, medium, and weak? No, I think it should be <laughs> um, small, medium, and large. And then the other bloke went, I think it should be ladder, Cabinet, table, table, and chair. <laughs> and went, well, we want to keep you all happy, so we'll have one of each. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's brilliant. Is table beer like hedge rum then? Yeah. 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 Please tell the story of hedge rum. Okay. Well, just, yeah, I wondered if table beer was like hedge rum, which, if no one's ever had hedge rum, <laughs> this goes back to a friend friend of ours, uh, some outdoor 
gathering and um, party of sorts in the summer. And um, our friend Mike uh, bumped into our friend Tom. <laughs> Tom offered our, our friend Mike. Um, it says, oh, Mike, would you? Can I interest you in some hedge rum? <laughs> Mike, Mike sort of goes. Uh, oh, that sounds interesting. Yes, uh, please. Yeah, I'd, I'd love some hedge. What? What's hedge rum? Is that some kind of special export <laughs> rum or something? Tom sort of looks at him vacantly and says, "No, it's it's rum that I have stored in this hedge." <laughs> <laughs> um, and and since then, a product was born, and uh, an idea n- was laid. Yeah, it was but, had. but then never repeated, as far as I'm aware. So, well, um, fantastic. There you go. Um, funny names for funny things. So yeah, so I think you'll start seeing more and more table rums. Uh, table rums. You got me saying rums now. <laughs> or hedge tables. Hedge tables. <laughs> or hedge beers. Table 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 rums. Uh, you'll see a lot more kind of table beers. I think kind of being more popularised. It's I guess it's that lower ABV offering that we're starting to see more and more brewers. I mean, we just talked about miles, didn't we? Lower ABVs coming out. Consumers are wanting lower ABV, so breweries are looking around to see what they can do in that category. Yeah, the um that that setting you described of your first experience sounds perfect, doesn't it? A good one, a good time to try one. Uh, and uh, enjoy it with, with friends around the table, like a big tankard, you go and sort of team serving sort of thing. Um, but, uh, th- this one's, this one's, uh, interesting. I don't know, not quite what I expected. Bold, bolder than I think the percentage would have suggested. Yes, it doesn't um, taste like a 2.9%. It doesn't lack anything in taste, does it? Yeah, yeah. And it was described as very, I think it, it, it sort of boasted being quite, quite juicy. And actually, I think, I think it is that, but I thought that was going to mean that it was also, I also, for some reason, got in my head it was going to be fairly sweet, but it, I, to me, it's it, it, it's not really at all. But um, it does sort of say, you know, it's going to be um, the citrusy sort of t- taste yeah. with um, well, there's also mango and, and a bit of orange. I do get do get a bit of that as well, but um, I wasn't getting pine personally. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it's very rare that you get all of them. No, well, I, I mean, if Drab was here, he'd probably say he'd like can taste metal or something that you know, like he had with the last episode. <laughs> I forgot which beer that was, which he felt like he had metal in his mouth. Every anyway, now and then, he finds something he doesn't like. But actually, sorry, the only other thing I want to say about it is it's quite remarkable. The other thing I wasn't expecting was how very, very hazy it is. It looks thick, and um, I, I also didn't didn't realize, you know, one of those beers has got a bit, bit of sediment in in the can as well. So yeah, um, definitely is like an unfiltered kind of style, isn't yeah, exactly. it? Exactly, yeah, bit rawer, yeah. yeah. A bit raw. And it says, well, the other one I've cracked open is the Green Monster New England IPA. Now, Baba, I'll give you some big kudos here if you can tell me where the name Green Monster comes from. The New England IPA might be a clue for you. New England... So, well, I, Green Monster makes me think of Green-Eyed Monster, which is the phrase for when someone's jealous or envious of something. <laughs> okay, yeah. No. Green Monster. New Let's England... I don't know anything about New England. Isn't New England where? No, do you know? What I was thinking, is it? That's where I think it's where Stephen King's from. But actually, that's maybe. Maybe should I narrow it down a little bit more for you? Give you another clue. Give a bit more of a clue. It's yeah. to do with sports. Patriots. Oh, close. That's the New England Patriots. You're right. Think of another. Uh, maybe it doesn't have New England in the name, but it's from that area. It's from the New England area. That's not. Really famous not, baseball not, team. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna. I should know, and I'm embarrassed. I don't. That's all right. It's the. It's <laughs> the, the, the. I was thinking of the Philadelphia lot. I've got a green. No, that's that's American football as well, isn't it? 
Yeah, baseball. Boston Celtics. <laughs> basketball. <laughs> That's a basketball. And the wrong area. Oh, it's, it is Boston, though. So it's the best Boston Red Sox. And they have a wall called the Green Monster. And that is their like far end wall, which if you hit the ball over the oh, Green Monster, it's I a home run. It's that. like it's got all this legend behind the Green Monster. Um, I have heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that popular nickname for their, uh, you know, their left field wall at Fenway Park. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah. So it's like it's one of the hardest things to hit. It's like 310 feet, uh, you know, so that's 94 meters from the home plate. And it's a top popular target for right handed hitters. And yeah, oh, you get okay. some, you get like a plaque and like a real, like maybe like, I don't know, some like a badge or whatever for like hitting the ball over the, over the green monster. Oh, okay. It's like a yes. right of passage or whatever. Yeah. Do you know, like, when you said, um, you said baseball teams. I was like Boston Reds. Well, it's not going to be Boston Red Sox, then, is it? <laughs> yeah, shows <laughs> what I know. Um, but what's oh? Does it? Do we? Do we know the connection between Boston and Sussex? Uh, yeah, the fact that it's a New England IPA and they wanted something oh, that's a bit different. Yeah, no, no, that's not that's it. I mean, actually, I thought maybe there was like a cool connection here, but no, it's it's just you it's know they've, England, they've picked yeah. up on something that was quite interesting, and all of their cans have like an actual illustration, like a faded illustration in the background, don't they? Almost like a photo, and it is of the green monster, this wall um, with the red socks. So that's really quite interesting. Um, and yeah, so it's a New England IPA, so uh, a Napa, as we have uh, as we as they're kind of known as, or. Niepa, as you might be referring to them, Barbara, at some point. <laughs> no, no, too difficult. Too difficult. We'll, we'll go with yours. Go with that. Um, and yeah, it's it's a tasty, it's a tasty brew. It's uh, you know, it's it's kind of got that real juicy, intense mangoness. Uh, it says it's got some peaches in there. I can't really taste. I guess it's got a bit more subtlety uh, in there as well, maybe this peach. But yeah, it's definitely very mouth watering. What what are the hops for that one? Because the the table beers is uh, Nelson Savan and Azaka. So they have, as you'd expect from an IPA, Simcoe, Galaxy, and Centennial. Ooh, cen- c- Centennial, that's easy for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, really, what you'd expect, I guess, from a Napa, um, it's really full of flavour. Travers would like this one a lot. I'm going to refer to him. Simo would also like this one. Um, you know, they, they both like a good Napa. I know that's hands down been Travers' favourite beer so far as when we did the... Um, uh, I've forgotten the, the brewery actually has a real shape slap on the knuckles for me. Um, but it was a neighbor anyway that he really, really enjoyed. So um, I'd be getting this in his Christmas stocking. Um, but yeah, a big win, I think, for 360 Brewing. Um, I think uh, a local local kind of legends around this around this neck of the woods um, start to see them become more and more aware and popular um, obviously with a wide variety of different types of beers that you, you mentioned there uh, Barbara at the start there um, but you know it, they've got a big tap room and they're, they're really into their community so um, you know they have like a whole like VIP membership club for people in the local area uh, and really they said that the whole reason they set that up is just so that they could invite people into the brew house uh, and, oh, to the, okay. and to the brewery and to taste fresh beers so you know I think they're really trying to look to give back to the local community mm. that's the spirit so Instagram they have uh, 2,000 followers and on Twitter they have uh, again 2,600 followers so again someone a very local first I mean their Twitter's hilarious it's got a mixture of like beers and you know obviously shots that you'd expect and also Morris dancers so <laughs> very much taken from a local traditional uh, way <laughs> traditional local spots <laughs> and that's all we have time for this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast and so from me Joe Rich Barber and Simo goodbye Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, 
Twitter, I'll try that podcast.com. And watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>